everybody. Welcome back to Look for Sports. My name is Nathan. NBA draft took place yesterday. I was a little late to it, I guess. Wasn't really prepared. Kind of just snuck up on me. So I'm going to kind of process the draft results. I'll tell you where like I had my lottery mock draft of what I thought was going to happen. Discuss some of the big teams that were involved. There was a few. Um, but honestly, kind of a quiet draft, I found. Uh, that's pretty much going to be this whole episode, though, is NBA draft. So let's just get into it. Simmons, is this the dagger? Besser oh! scores! And Vladdy drills it to left field. Wilson is chased, throws it up for grabs. He's got McCann. What a play! What a goal! So, I figured, why not? Let's start with what my mock draft was. Um, just because, even though it was wrong. So, and I'll go over. I could go at the same time. So, at number one, I had Jabari Smith. I thought he was a lock to go number one. Not a lock, but it sounded like since the lottery that Orlando was going to take him. And... I don't know, maybe he had a bad workout or something or bad interview and something made them change their mind. But it sounded, the whole day of the draft yesterday, it said Smith was going one, Holmgren was going two, Bancaro was going three. About an hour before, Woj tweets out saying, oh, hey, Bancaro and uh, Smith's a bit of a debate right now. I, like, it could go either way. They're, Orlando's still deciding. And then about five minutes before the draft, they said they Woj tweeted out again saying they're selecting Bancaro. And I was very surprised, Mo- mostly just because Smith had been a lock for a while. And I thought it was pretty set firm that Smith was going to go number one. I mean, a guy with his height and versatility on defense, plus he's already a really good shooter, could be a really good stretch for like three and D player in the future with, with a bit of star potential. Um, He's drawing comparisons to, like, a taller Harrison Barnes. Uh, Who else has he that comes to mind? Um, A bit of Michael Porter Jr., I've heard. And, like, a two-way Rashad Lewis. Those are three comparisons. Um, That's who Kevin O'Connor compared him to pretty trustworthy NBA guy. I got most of my scouting report off his his preview of the draft. Um, so yeah, I thought Smith was going one. Um, as for Bancaro going one, though, I think I had said that Bancaro was my pick to go number one. I thought he should have. I think he's the most NBA ready. I think he's got the already got a really good NBA game. And I think he could develop into an all-star in the future. I really do. Um, if you're looking for that more score, I guess you go Bancaro, and I guess Orlando was. I guess Smith, maybe, my guess is Smith kind of drew comparisons to Jonathan Isaac for them, and they still have him, so that's why they went Bancaro, I guess. But, yeah, so Bancaro went one. Uh, number two, I had Chet Holmgren. 
Chet Holmgren want number two. I was pretty set in stone on this. I had heard reports that he was just not giving out his medical information to other teams. He was trying to force his way to OKC pretty much. Um, and I think it's a really good fit for them pairing up next to SGA and Josh Giddy and even Lou Dort if they managed to keep him throughout the offseason because there's been rumors he might get dealt. Um, yeah, I think it's a really solid pick by the Thunder, and I think the Thunder had a really good lottery, to be honest, too. Um, but they had a just great draft, in my opinion. Number three was Jab- Smith, like I said. I actually, now that I think about this no more, I almost like the Smith fit better than Ben Carroll would have been because Jalen Green's already like a really good scorer or going to develop into that, I'm pretty sure. Smith can too, and like Ben Carroll would have, I feel like. But I feel like Smith's got that defensive upside more, and I feel like those two can mesh really well together. Like, almost kind of what, like, obviously, my my main comparison for Jalen Green is like Bradley Beal almost, like a do-it-all scorer. And for Smith, maybe like a Jaron Jackson Jr., maybe that's too far of a stretch, I don't know. So I feel like those two would fit really nice next to each other. Um... Whereas Ben Caro, I feel like you need to score more too. And I... Well, yeah, I wouldn't really like that. That fit of Ben Caro and Green. But I think Smith's a good, pretty good pick there for them. At number four, I had Jaden Ivey. But the thing is, I didn't have Jaden Ivey going to the Kings. I thought the Kings were going to trade out of that pick. Because Ivey was the best available player there. No doubt in my mind. But... The Kings don't need another guard. They already traded Halliburton at the deadline. You have Fox. You have Davion Mitchell. You don't need another guard, right? So why would you keep this pick when you can like trade out of it, get an asset or two, and then go pick up like a wing a couple picks down the line? There was like Knicks rumors that they wanted to move up from 11. They would even include Julius Randle. Maybe Julius Randle's a negative asset now with his contract. I don't know. Um... There were OKC, I heard, wanted to pair up Ivy and Holmgren together. I don't know how that would really would have worked, seeing as you already had Giddy and you already had SGA. Mm, who's another team I heard? Even the Pistons, I heard, wanted to move up a spot to get him, but they didn't even have to. Um, there was one more team, if I'm not mistaken. I'm not sure. Anyways, I... It ended up being Keegan Murray. I don't like the pick for the Kings. I don't think it's that good. I mean, yeah, Keegan Murray was probably was going to stay in the lottery, but I feel like they should have just traded down, got an asset. You could maybe draft him a couple spots later. And I heard, I heard, oh, there was a sixth. Uh, I heard the Pacers offered Brogdon, Turner, and the six for four. Maybe there was more involved. I'm not sure, but that seems like a really freaking good offer to me. I guess, well, I guess then you're just making the Pacers all over again. Because then you'd have Brogdon, Turner, and Sabonis all on one team. (laughs) Maybe that isn't a good idea. uh, Because we've seen that experiment fail. But, um, yeah, I'm not the fan of the Keegan Murray pick. I would have traded down. I would have got an asset. And I think it's just a panic pick and a position pick. And I think uh, ESPN was showing a graph of, like, players chosen that the Kings have and then players picked after and there was like Marvin Bagley picked second Luca picked third they didn't pick him 
Um, there was uh, Jimmer Ferdad at 10, and Clay Thompson went 11. And um, what was the other one? Paul George, I believe. I forget who they took, but the Paul George, I think, went after. I think, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I don't know. I, I Let's go on to number five now because Jaden Ivey went to Aiken there, and I love that pick for the Pistons. I think Ivey and Cade is going to be a very, very scary backcourt in about two to three years. Even Maybe even sooner than that, to be honest. I really think those guys are that good. Um, I think Ivy's probably going to be the point, and you can move Cade to the two a little bit. But both can handle the ball, right? Cade's more than willing, more than a willing point guard, if you ask me. Uh, but I feel like he's more meant for the two, whereas Ivy's more meant for the one. And I think getting him at five was a steal, and I'm surprised nobody traded up for him. And I'm surprised they didn't even trade up for him, but they didn't even have to because Kings are going to King, I guess. I don't know. I I. Kings are definitely my losers of the draft, I think. At number six, I had Dyson Daniels going here. Um, he did not. He dropped to number eight. They went with uh, Benedict, Benedict Mathurin, the Canadian out of Montreal, I believe. He's from uh, another wing player at 6'6". Six, six. I think it's a good fit, I guess. Um, personally, yeah. like Personally, I feel like they should have went guard, but... I'm fine with it, right? You get another wing. I don't guess you want to give the reign to uh, Halliburton, let him be the point guard, and you still have Brogdon. If you weren't, if you were planning to trade Brogdon, I think you take a guard here. But since they weren't, go ahead, take a wing, right? You have Buddy Heald. You could move if you want. You have, yeah. He he's a good shooter. Wit and he's got a basically. That's what I've heard. Knockdown. Shot-making ability off the dribble is good, though he needs to work on his passing and his defense. Basically, what I heard, he's like a shades of like a Jamal Crawford, Karis LeVert, and like prime Victor Oladipo, so pre-injury Victor Oladipo. And I guess Pacers want more Victor Oladipo, but he's got the potential to develop into a, into a good defender, I've heard, I think. But, um... Yeah, I don't know. I didn't think they were going to go that route. I thought maybe guard, but <clears throat> uh, what pick are we on? We are on number seven. So this is where the Blazers took Shaden Sharp, the wild card of the draft, because he had played no college ball throughout, throughout this year, and he's basically taken a year off almost now of not playing any games. So, but... ESPN had him ranked at number one coming out of high school. He's got that ability to score, right? He's really good on offense, right? He's got, he can shoot. He's knocked down. He tends to get carried away with his shot a little bit, I've heard. Like, shoots too much to shoot out of slumps. He can create his own shot off the dribble. It, If you watch his highlight tape, it's shown. He can get to the rim. He's very athletic. He can finish at the rim through contact. He's shown good defensive ability. Need to work on it, obviously. Um, but this could be... This is really like hit-or-miss pick of the draft, in my opinion. Sharp could be like a really, really good player turning into like a... Like, honestly, like a star-level player. Or he could be a complete flop, in my eyes. But I'm going to lean towards more of the superstar, like star kind of 
hit, but don't be surprised if he turns into a bust just because of the limited action, and we haven't seen him in college and how good he was then. So, number eight, I had Jalen Duran. Duran took a bit of a fall outside the top ten. It ended up being uh, Dyson Daniels here. I'm not that big of a fan of the pick for the Pelicans. Like, yes, they needed a point guard, and Daniels fits that, but I feel like they needed another shooter out on the perimeter because now you're just clogging the paint with Zion, and you have, like, Valanciunas. He's learned to stretch his game a little bit, but still mostly an inside force. So, And Daniels isn't really that great of a shooter. He hasn't shown it from free throw or three, so he definitely needs to get worked on. But he can finish at the rim, right? He's not the fastest guy, but he's crafty. That's for what I've heard. Um, good defensive ability. I don't know. It's more... It seems like a panic pick by the Pelicans and them taking a need. I guess if Sharp was there, I feel like they would have gone Sharp, even though Sharp's more of like a two-guard. But I, I'm a little questionable of the Daniels pick just because of the fit besides Zion, mostly, with him coming back next year, you would think. Uh, at number nine, I had Sharp going here. Did not turn out to be Sharp, as it turned out to be Jeremy Sohan. So, I I don't think it's Sochin. Sohan. I think this C is silent, they were saying last night. Oh, God, I don't have a lot on this guy, to be honest. Let me uh, let me pull it up here quick. What is... Murray, Jason Daniels... Sharp, Davis, Jalen Turn. Okay, here we go. So he's capable of excelling as an athletic two-way player. He can defend all five positions, and if he, and he have and if he develops a jump shot, he has limitless potential. They sh- they almost shade him like a Ben Simmons, Draymond Green, Aaron Gordon role. So to me, it sounds like shot needs work. Going to be like a defensive anchor. Can facilitate, start the offense on the other end. Um, I feel like he'll just be a development player for the Spurs, right? He's a wing, so. Um, sorry, car just drove by. <laughs> I, I got nothing on that pick, to be honest. I really don't. Um... Wizards went Johnny Davis at number 10. I, let's see. And Kevin O'Connor had him at 10. Um, so I feel like this is a good pick for them strictly just because he can be like a Bradley Peel, I feel like. He's, he's really good from the mid-range, I hear, but his outside shooting needs work and plays excellent defense. Sounds like more defensive-minded Bradley Beal without the shot. And Bradley Beal, we don't know what's really going on with him in free agency. He might leave. He might stay. So I feel it's a good insurance pick just in case you trade him or he leaves down the road, right? Um. Yeah, that's my take on it. They don't really need another wing or center because they have Porzingis. I feel like it was point guard their main area need. I don't know if he's really a point guard. He might be more of a two, but we'll see. 
I, I think it's a good fit, though, and a good pick just in case Beal does leave. Number 11, so the Knicks drafted Usman Dieng from New Zealand. He's from France uh, originally. Then they traded him to OKC. So the trade was... Okay, hold on. So it was a Dieng's draft rights for three protected first rounders next year. So it was a 2023 protected first rounder from Detroit, a 2023 protected first rounder via Washington, and a 2023 protected first rounder via Denver. So not even any of the Thunder's picks. That they just have that many picks. So the protections are Washington's is top 14, Denver's is top 14, and Detroit's is top 18. And then all three are also projected in future years. I'm fine with the Knicks trading out of this, to be honest. I If you're getting three first-round picks, like you're just building, accumulating draft assets, right? And I feel like they could almost go out and use it in a trade at this point or clear up money, which they actually did a couple picks later. Um, But yeah, I... So Dieng's like a raw prospect, I hear, from France. I I kind of like it the fit for the Thunder, right? You're young, you're developing. You might not take a chance on this guy, right? Now, they don't need a guard. They didn't need a center. They just drafted Chet. So getting another wing is a good fit. You're just loading up on young talent. But one of these, these, these guys have to hit. Like, eventually, they got to hit. So... Because when are you going to start being good again? Does Chet turn into that superstar player that you need? Maybe. Hopefully, they're hoping. But yeah. Uh, number... Well, I had... That was pick number 11. I had AJ Griffin going there. Um, He did not. Uh, Join David. So number 12, we had the Thunder again now picking. And they took... Hold on here. They took Jalen Williams out of Santa Clara. Um... Where is Jalen Williams? Here we go. Scouting port. Um, late bloomer is what Kevin O'Connor says. Just beginning to realize his two-way talents. Um, put in 18 points a game last year on 60% true shooting. Shot 40% from three, which good... Four assists a game, one steal, just over a steal a game. And shades of like a TJ Warren or an OG Ananobi. So that's another good fit by the Thunder, pick by the Thunder, sorry. Um, in my eyes, because they kind of just need to start focusing on your defense. You have Shet, who could become like a really good offense player, plus can rim protect. SGA is already really good offensively and defensively. Giddy is like a good offense player, but he it struggles defensively. So you get another wing to help guard probably like in the future. Hopefully he can guard the team's number one guy, right? But I like this draft by the Thunder. I did. Getting three top 12 guys, I, I really did like it. Uh, then the Hornets drafted Jalen Duran 
but then he was traded to Detroit in a three-team deal. I'll break it down here, even though it was a bit of a mess. So, Hornets got... A 2023 first-round pick from Denver via Oklahoma City and New York. A 2023 second-round pick via New York. A 2023 second-round pick via Utah. A 2023 second-round pick, the most favorable of Dallas and Miami. And a 2024 second-round pick from New York to trade out of that spot. And Detroit got the rights to Duran, and they got Kemba Walker. And what? Did the Knicks did the Knicks get anything for this? I guess not, no. Um I like this pick for the I like this trade for the Knicks. I actually do. I know Knicks fans aren't happy about like trading out of it or whatever, right? But you just keep acquiring these assets, right? And then eventually you can trade all of them to go get a superstar, which you've been waiting on for how many years now? Um, ever since Melo left. And for Charlotte, I everyone was a little mad that he didn't end up with Durin because they needed a center, right? They had 15 down the line. You're just gaining more assets, right? I've heard Fornets fans, the few of them, say they're a bit disappointed because... They could have grabbed two impact guys, but they didn't. And now they're just left with one, and they're pretty much just sitting with the same team as last year, like skill-wise. And your coach that you just brought back is was last there for five years and ended in 2018. It doesn't seem like they're making much progress. It kind of just seems like they're sticking into the same formula. And that's not good because LaMelo is going to want to leave soon if you're just sticking to that same formula and you're going to treat him like Kemba at that point. And I don't know. I don't like it. I'm a little questionable of it, but you got a bunch of draft capital, I guess. You just hope that you're going to be able to keep Bridges because if you can't keep Bridges, then this is a lost offseason. It really is. But um, during, during the Pistons, I actually like this a lot too. Now... Now the Pistons have Cunningham, Durin, uh, Isaiah Stewart, Sadiq Bay, Jaden Ivey, right? Bunch of guys to build around. <clears throat> Did I say Cunningham? I don't know. Right? They're they're looking promising. They're filling out all their team's needs. Bay is like a good 3 and D player. Ivey and Cunningham are going to be your two guys. You just kind of need to wait it out another year or two maybe, and then I feel like they could be really solid. Just let the young guys develop for a couple of years. Uh, at 14, the Cavs took a Baji. This is where my mock draft ends. I believe I also had a Baji here. I got to say, also at 13, I had Mark Williams going there. Mark Williams did not go there. He went at 15. But I still got the team right. I thought the Hornets were going to take him. Baji at 14 is what I had as well. I think the Cavs wanted more of like a win now kind of wing player. Baji's already like 22, I believe. Um... And should be a good fit there. He's going to be like a nice 3 and D guy, I feel like. I really liked his game in college when I was watching the uh, March Madness. And he was kind of carrying Kansas to the title at the end there. I do like it. I think he's... I do like the pick. Um, any steals of the draft that I want to go over? 
Hawks got A.J. Griffin at 16. I thought that was a steal, to be honest. I think A.J. Griffin could be really good. Um, Walker Kessler at 22, traded in Minnesota. I don't mind that pick. Minnesota gets a set, uh, like a shot-blocking center now, who if he develops, you can start him, and then you can move Cat to the four, which is probably more Cat's natural position. So I like that. Um, Nikola Jovic at the not Jokic Jovic at twenty seven. Um, I think that could be a pretty good pick as well. Not just because he sounds like Jokic. I don't know. Maybe that's why I think that. But uh, I had I heard people going. I had I saw him. I was like twenty at one point. He dropped twenty seven. I feel like that's good value. Ty um, Ty Washington actually fell down a lot. He dropped into 29, got traded to Houston. I had I thought he was going like 15, whatever, to 20 range, right? And he dropped all the way to 29. This is a decent pickup. I don't know unless he's got an attitude issue. Um, I guess I should talk about the Raptors pick, too, and Christian Coloco. Um, I don't think he's going to play a lot next year, right? I think he's mostly going to spend time in the G League and the for the Raptors 905. Um. I like his upside, though. Like, I think he's what the Raptors need. They need, like, a rim protector, like, shot blocker. He doesn't have much of an offensive game, which is fine, right? He doesn't really need to, as long as he can just protect the paint, defend the rim, right? So, I'm not looking for, like, a scoring center for the Raptors. You have Scotty, you have Pascal, you have Fred, you have OG, you have Gary Trent, right? All those guys can do the heavy lifting for scoring. Coloco could come in and you like his second year, right? Put it up like I don't know. Hopefully, like five point limited minutes. I would assume like five points, six rebounds, maybe and like a block. I don't know. Maybe that's even too low. I don't know. Uh, but hopefully, he can turn into something. Um, any. Kenny Chandler, Jaden Hardy fell a little bit. <clears throat> Cavaliers drafting Isaac, Evan Mobley's older brother, Isaiah Mobley, in the second round. That was kind of cool, to be honest. Mm-mm. Yeah, that's uh, about the draft. Um, I guess I should go into winners and losers of the draft. So I'll start with my winners. I think oh, I think you got to definitely got to consider OKC. They came away with three first rounders in the, only in the top thirteen as well, or top eleven, top twelve. Sorry, three first rounders in the top twelve. I think that's really good. They used their picks right, right. If they must like these guys if they're going to draft them. Eventually, you got to start seeing this improvement though. Like they better start working their way up next year. Um. And showing that signs of development and to turning into a really good team, and you better hope that SGA and like Giddy's take another step, and Mobley has a nice rookie year. But um, I consider the Pistons a winner. I love the Ivy pick. I think Ivy and Kate are going to work out great. ID and even getting Duran right, you get another center too. Maybe you don't have to go after DeAndre Ayton anymore, and apparently they might even want to go after Miles Bridges. And honestly, I like that fit. That's a pretty good fit. I don't know if I would use a max spot on Miles Bridges, 
but I like the idea of it, at least. Hmm, any more winners? As I look through here, who we team drafted. Da -da -da. I guess, I guess I like the Sixers pickup of uh, De'Anthony Melton to be honest too. Get another like th guy who can come off the bench, shoot the ball right, stretch the floor. He's, you don't have Danny Green anymore because he's traded and like his torn ACL or whatever. You weren't going to play him, so you package him in twenty three. Yet De'Anthony Melton, I like the idea of it, and I think should help them now, which they do need to help the help now. Um. <laughs> and if I'm going over losers, I definitely think the Kings are losers. I don't like the idea of passing up on Jaden Ivey for position need and Keegan Murray at four. Um, maybe you'll prove me wrong, but personally, I think they should have won Ivey. Um... I, and Knicks fans are going to call themselves losers. Yeah, I get that. I'll put them in my loser category. I don't want to, but I think it's probably going to be true. But, like, unless they go out and swing a trade, can swing a trade for, like, Kyrie Irving or something, or even Kevin Durant. Maybe Kevin Durant wants to go to New York instead of Brooklyn. I don't know. I, I don't hate the draft for them, but, like, I'm not a fan fan of it either if it doesn't result in something like if they go out and use their money that they just freed up with trading Kemba Walker's contract and they spend it on oh I don't know um, Jalen Brunson that's the rumor they want they want to pay him like four year hundred million dollars I don't like that idea I think that's a lost draft if you do that in, instead of going out and getting a star like Kyrie uh, like Bradley Beal even like Kevin Durant if Kevin Durant leaves because Kyrie leaves or something like that so, we'll see on them. Hornets, kind of losers, kind of not. You could add two impact players. You got one, but you got a bunch of draft capital. You did get your center that you needed, but we'll see here. Um, That's basically all I can think of going over. In terms of... Um, off-season video the full one will come out before free agency starts on thursday i believe it does i'll be prepared um i'm, I'm assuming someone's going to be on here someone has to get on here because there's a lot to unpack in the off-season we'll do predictions right where we think players are going whatnot right so we'll that should be interesting time um, if I'm gonna, no, I don't want to, I don't want to get into that. I think I'll just wrap it up here. I, it's a pretty short episode, but I got to go to bed. So, uh, if you got this far, thanks for listening. Peace out.